Welcome to the Disciplined Man Podcast. I'm your host, Montel Hardin, and my goal with this podcast is to document my personal journey to mastering my body, health, relationships, faith, and wealth, and the secret to a great body, a powerful mind, a thriving business, and prosperous relationships is in discipline. I want to be the greatest husband, father, son, coach, and man that I can possibly be. And if you want the same for yourself, then I think you're going to enjoy this podcast. What's going on, man? Welcome to episode one of the Discipline Man podcast. This first iteration is going to be my personal story, my personal experience with that word discipline and why I feel like it truly saved my life. It changed my life. Uh, It's helped me elevate every aspect of my life. Uh, And it's something that I want as many people, uh, guys especially, because I feel like a lot of our purpose, a lot of uh, our happiness, a lot of our fulfillment will come in how disciplined we can become. Uh, having a purpose, having a mission, uh, carrying out a task. Like, I feel like these are all things that help men. Men are more depressed than ever. We have uh, suicide rates through the roof. We have uh, depression and anxiety uh, and lack of confidence and lack of self-worth in men worse than we've ever had it. And I think that's because so many men are walking around without true purpose, uh, without really testing themselves and how great they can actually be. Uh, And I think that that all comes down to how disciplined are you willing to become. Uh, So I just kind of want to walk you through my process. So we're going to take it back. We're going to rewind all the way to about fifth grade uh, on how discipline saved my life personally. So as a kid, I was actually a follower like big time. I wanted to be with the cool kids. I wanted to look tough. I wanted to be a class clown. I wanted to make the teacher mad. Not because I actually wanted to do that. It's so crazy saying that now because I'm not even that type of person. And I wasn't then, but it was because I wanted to make my friends laugh and I wanted to be accepted. But it was ultimately because I didn't want to sit alone at lunch. I didn't want to sit in the classroom and not talk to anybody. At the time, I didn't realize it. But I did this because I really didn't have any confidence in myself personally. I did not think that I was cool enough as I was. So I had to go borrow credibility from other people. And this landed me in inch school suspension numerous times. I quit our gifted classes because none of my friends were in them uh, and they thought they were lame. And I quit student council because of the same exact reason. So any upward motion or upward trajectory that I had going into middle school, it was completely washed away uh, because of my lack of self-confidence, because of my lack of discipline to not be able to listen to authority, to not be able to make my own decisions, to not be able to uh, do the things that I was supposed to do. My life was dictated by people that did not really give a damn about me. This went on from fifth grade to seventh grade, so about two years. And in eighth grade, I finally started to establish an ounce, a teeny ounce of a backbone. Uh, I stopped hanging around these guys as much once I realized that they were literally baiting me into doing things so that they could get a laugh. And they really did not respect or care about me. Uh, These guys were not guys that I should have been hanging around. I'm willing to bet pretty much every single one of them have been in jail, are in jail. 
uh, or at the very least, are not doing anything productive with their lives uh, as of today. And these were the, the guys that I was hanging around all the time. So I'm glad that I kind of nipped it in the bud by eighth grade. But I largely spent my entire eighth grade year alone. Uh, I really didn't have any friends in eighth grade. I was largely by myself. I went to class. I went home. I maybe talked to a couple of girls here and there. But outside of that, there was really no hanging out with other people or anything like that. And that might sound bad, but it's probably the best thing that could have happened to me during that time frame. I was actually able to sit with myself, create my own opinion of myself, uh, and then ultimately make decisions for myself for the first time in my life. Uh, and then we actually moved to another city heading into my ninth grade year, and I knew absolutely nobody. Uh, but honestly, no part of me was scared of that process. I know a lot of people that uh, you're going to high school, it's like you're, you're not only are you going to a completely different city, but you're also going to like, this is where the, the big kids are at. But for some reason, I was not scared at all. I actually wanted a clean slate. I felt like the, the Montel that my old school knew was no longer who I was as a person. Uh, I no longer wanted the identity of the class clown. I didn't want teachers getting warnings about me uh, before I stepped foot in the class. I just wanted to actually be better. For the first time in my life, I actually wanted to be something greater than what I had currently been. And to me, this is the start of trying to realize your potential. This is the start of trying to build discipline. Uh, this is kind of where it started at, that move where I was like, okay, I get to be a new person now. I get to shed whatever expectation or whatever mindset or whatever thought patterns you have about me because it's all new people. It's all new environment. I get to create my own reality uh, in this situation now. And I really want it to be a different person. Uh, so ninth grade comes and I, I quickly settle in. Honestly, I meet uh, a few of the friends that I still have to this day in ninth grade. I meet the majority of them in the 10th grade, but I meet a couple of them uh, in the ninth grade. Still have them to this day in my wedding talk every single day, uh, lifelong friends, good, good guys. Uh, I got a good amount of phone numbers, you know, uh, that was that was cool. Talk to the girls, that was cool. And I honestly had a great time. Like my ninth grade year was probably the best year I'd had in school since I can remember, probably since maybe third or fourth grade. Because as soon as I started to get older and I started to really pay attention to friend groups and who was cool and who wasn't, that's when everything kind of went, fell by the wayside for me. Basically my whole middle school, like the early adolescent years, everything kind of fell by the wayside. But my ninth grade year, I was kind of able to shed all of that. And that's why it was so much better for me. I got in zero trouble and I had my best grades since maybe fifth grade. Now, fast forward to the end of my freshman year uh, and the pinnacle of my life, the, the absolute joy of my current existence, the mantle, the the star on top, the like literally whatever you want to call it happens. I try out for the basketball team as a new kid on the block, never been, never met the coach, nothing. And I made the freaking team. This is the first time in my life that I had ever been truly proud of something that I had done. I've gotten uh, I was elected for student council. I was in gifted classes. I won a couple of uh, the debate competitions, stuff like that in, in class or in school or whatever. But those things really didn't just pique my interest like that. Those things, I didn't really just truly care about them. But I love 
the game of basketball. Absolutely love the game of basketball. I have loved it since I was seven, eight years old. Absolutely love the game, but never really even thought about playing for a school. I just decided to go in and try out and I make it. So I was over the moon. I was, like I said, this to that point, I think I was maybe 15 years old. To that point, that is by far, far and away in my eyes, the greatest accomplishment that I had ever had. So you can imagine how I was feeling. But a year later, it all came crashing down. We had an absolutely terrible team, a terrible season. And I was going into 11th grade. So if you know anything about sports, you know that typically 10th grade, uh, ninth graders and 10th graders, they play junior varsity. And then 11th graders and 12th graders typically play varsity. Now you can have, you know, kind of some, you can have some great kids that are maybe ninth graders that play varsity, or you can have some guys that maybe still need a little bit of work or they're not quite as good. They might be 11th grade and they might be playing JV. But for the most part, upperclassmen play varsity, uh, lowerclassmen play JV. Uh, so because of that, now I'm only only have one year, remember, because I moved and I didn't know about the tryouts the year before. So I moved and I only had one year. Had I tried out that previous year and then been on the team in ninth grade, I probably would have been brought, been brought back because I'd still be on JV. But the fact that I was having to go into varsity makes it like, oh, OK, you know, he only had one year in our system uh, and he's not really where he needs to be. So I didn't make it one year removed. From the greatest moment of my life, the pinnacle of my personal achievement in my eyes was completely taken away from me. Just one year later, I cried for probably the first time since elementary school. I stewed and I ruminated over it. I blamed the coach. I blamed my teammates, everybody, anything, anybody that I could blame. I blamed any and everybody. I said I never wanted to see him again. I was never playing basketball, not even picking up, like not even recreationally, not even picking up a basketball anymore, not watching basketball, nothing. I was like this for about a month. It was one of the, I don't even know if I talked to anybody about it. I think I literally just almost, I feel like I sat in silence that whole month. I went to school and I didn't talk to anybody. I went to, I was at home and I didn't talk to anybody. Like I, it was one of the worst moments uh, that I had ever experienced. Uh, but about a month later, I had finally mustered up the courage to ask the coach why he cut me. So after school, I get off the bus and he's always hanging out over there. So I went and I asked him and his exact words were, uh, we just felt like you didn't know the game well enough. Uh, we didn't really work hard enough to improve and you don't have the discipline right now to be our varsity point guard. It stung, but I needed it. That conversation was actually the birth of the mindset, the habits, and the discipline that has afforded me everything that I currently have. Uh, I honestly spent the next year, my 11th grade year, working my ass off. I'm at the park. Uh, as soon as I get off out of school and I finish up my homework or whatever, I'm at the park from probably 5 p.m. to 9 p.m., uh, getting shots up. I'm running hills. I'm studying film. Like He told me that, that I'm not, I don't understand the game well enough. I said, okay, cool. I'm going to get on YouTube. And I'm going to try to understand everything about the game. I'm going to try to understand as much as I possibly can. I'm going to become a student of the game. I'm going to work. I'm going to like everything that you said, I'm going to do all of these things. I'm going to get, I'm going to get it done. I'm not going to sit here and cry about it and whine about it. Everything you said, you gave me my feedback and now I'm going to execute it. I was hell bent on it. Uh, I worked harder at this than I had at anything in my entire life. 
but it ended up not being good enough. Uh, I didn't make Final Cut senior year because honestly, you unless you make drastic improvement or I'm I'm five nine on a good day. Uh, if I was six five, maybe it would have been a different story. If I would have had a growth spurt, maybe it would have been a different story. But nobody wants a five nine senior point guard that hasn't played in the varsity system before. It's much easier to just take your ninth grader or your tenth grader and move them up or continue to develop them. So obviously that was a wrap too. But something happened this time. This time I was not devastated. I didn't cry. I really wasn't even upset. I didn't have to go and ask why I didn't make it this time. I didn't sit in silence for a month. Uh, and the reason why is because I actually started to fall in love with the work. By the time tryouts came, uh, which was a year later, basically I got cut. And then I go on my, my, my training spree uh, and my study spree. Uh, so that's another year. Uh, and over the course of that year, I ended up loving the game, loving the process, loving going running, loving putting 100 shots up and trying to hit more every single week, love studying game film and trying to understand it more, love doing P90X workouts uh, and trying to get stronger so that I could jump higher, so that I could run faster, so that I could be out on the court longer and have my endurance higher. For the first time in my life, I actually had hope that I could be something other than average because I saw myself make improvements over time. Now we're going to fast forward to my first year of college. Uh, and I kept and even expanded on the majority of these habits. So I, I kind of want you guys to realize like where this is going, like the outcomes for what I, the reason that I was doing the thing, I didn't necessarily get the outcome that I wanted, but I fell in love with doing the thing. And I think that's a large part of discipline. Large part of discipline is not and chasing an outcome or chasing a result. It's in falling in love with the things required to get you there, with the process, with the journey, with the work, uh, with, with the process of everything that whatever the goal that you're trying to get might entail. Uh, so that's really what I had developed by 18, 19 years old. But in college, I do fall off the wagon again. Within my first week on campus, I knew I wouldn't be getting a four-year degree. It was a two-year college. I knew first after my first week of classes that I would not go back. I hated every second of every class, every day, every single week. Absolutely terrible. College was not what I expected. Uh, it was felt like 13th grade, and it was just a blow to me. I was I was actually excited to go to college. I was excited. I was like, man, I'm finally going to, I was a marketing major. I'm finally going to learn about something that I actually care about. Uh, I'm finally going to learn uh, things that actually excite me and that are fun and that are interesting. And then I get there and it's all the prereqs and it just, it deflated me and I absolutely hated it. Uh, and it was terrible. Uh, I would sleep in any chance I got, stuff my face with snack cakes and pizza rolls whenever I wasn't asleep. Uh, and then just frantically guess my way through a quiz due at midnight uh, and then try to get it done at 11.45 p.m. I was just useless in college. I was but not even below average, just bad, just terrible. My lifestyle, my grades, the way I felt, uh, my habits, what I was doing, everything was terrible. Uh, so after about two months of that, I finally decided I was done. Uh, I was feeling terrible. My energy was bad. I was starting to fail classes. 
Like I had been doing so well the last two years of high school that now I was reverting. And I knew that. And I knew that I had so much momentum going into college because I thought that I was going to carry on the same habits. But then once classes came and once this happened and once I had I uh, kind of getting into the flow of, you know, the whole college lifestyle, uh, it just deflated me. And I kind of got away from all the habits that had made me feel so good, that had made me happy, that had made me confident in myself uh, over the last two years of high school. Uh, so I decided to finally, about two months after college, I mean, after college started, uh, decided to go walk into the college campus weight room. Now, I had zero clue what I was doing. I knew a little bit from, you know, basketball, strength training workouts, but uh, training for athleticism and for aesthetics is two different things. And honestly, our basketball coaches knew nothing about weight training. So as an extension, I really knew nothing about weight training. So um, what happened is that the research bug hit me the same way that I decided to research everything that I could about the game of basketball and how to play it the right way and how to see the game, how to operate as a point guard, how to improve your ball, like all these things that I researched and researched and studied and studied and executed on and practiced and practiced. I started to do the same thing within the world of weight training. I started looking up how to build muscle, how to get big arms, how to get defined abs, all that stuff. Uh, I'm just a scrawny 145 pound, 18 year old, like I said, five, nine on a good day, walking around a college campus with the starting quarterbacks, wide receivers and power forwards and all like, you know, it's, it's rough. It's rough. You're lacking confidence in yourself, but I'm still trying to talk to girls. I'm still trying to go out to parties and have a social life and make something good out of the experience. But the whole time, I just don't feel very comfortable in my skin. Uh, I just don't feel very confident in where I am. So I continued to go to the gym and it ended up being so fun for me that I went from uh, barely making it on time to class, sleeping 12 hours a day to getting up at 5 a.m., three hours before my 8 a.m., meal prepping, working out two hours for two hours before my class started, running back across campus, taking a shower, getting fully dressed, not get, not going to, uh, to class in my pajamas, getting fully dressed and going to class. Like this stretch right here is honestly what inspired me to eventually get into the health and fitness space because I think that my mindset completely flipped once I started this phase. The phase that happened to me two months into my freshman year of college, my very first semester, uh, is what I feel is the catalyst and one of the biggest catalysts for everything, really. I felt more confident in myself. I started getting compliments. More girls were talking to me. I had more energy. I felt like I was doing something valuable and productive with my life and my time being, as, <clears throat> being inside the gym. And I think that's the nugget right there. Feeling like you're doing something purposeful, feeling like you're doing something meaningful, feeling like you're doing something that positively contributes to your body, to your mind, to your spirit, to your soul. Uh, I think that is what creates confidence. It's not the body. It's not the abs. It's not the muscles. It's constantly doing things for yourself that you feel are pouring into yourself. Uh, and with me doing that, I think that's why I was able to develop that mindset. Uh, these things pushed me into getting my first job, buying my first car, and confidently approaching my now wife uh, all before the first semester of school ended. All before the first semester of school ended. Remember how I started off? that first two months, like terrible. And I ended it with 
the woman that I married to uh, or talking to her. We didn't get married then. We got married like six years later, five, six years later or something like that. But uh, I met her and we started talking and we actually developed a relationship all before my first semester of school uh, ended. Now, four months of working out and a couple extra pounds of muscle had already changed the trajectory of my life, all because of the discipline that I was able to build through the mundane process of trying to improve my body and my lifestyle habits and my mindset. I used to watch success motivation and how to motivate yourself and how to stay consistent with something and how to build habits. Like I used to train my mind and train my body and eat quality foods like as a college student, all because of the chase of discipline. Honestly, I fully credit the first semester of college as the most critical of my life personally. Uh, I think if I would have continued to wallow in my own self-despair, I would have flunked out of classes, moved back to my mom, had meaningless casual flings, and uh, would just have lived life as a below average man, working a job I hate, with a, a person that I don't really want to be with, living a life that I don't want to live, in a place that I don't want to be in, in a body that I'm not confident in, in a mind that I'm not confident in. I just would have been a, a below average man because that's what I was trending towards. The vast majority of my life, save for maybe three of my four years in high school, I was in a below average person. I was a below average guy. So everything was leaning towards me being a below average man. But because I decided to do something about the way that I was living my life, I was able to get the world's best and most beautiful woman and make her my wife. And then eventually the mother of my kids, I was able to graduate uh, and at least get something out of my time there, even if I knew I wasn't going back. Uh, and I was able to move out completely on my own at 19 years old. I was able to give both of my brothers cars as I upgraded each of my vehicles. I was able to step out on faith uh, and jump into the fitness industry as a personal trainer after spending the last three years in sales and retail uh, and getting fired from jobs that I already hated and saying, man, you know what, if I'm gonna get fired. I might as well do something that I actually love. Uh, I was able to step out on another limb and then eventually start my own fitness company a year later after working in the Voxygen, was able to step out on another limb. I have my wife quit her job to work alongside me and our company full time a year after I started the company. I was able to step out on another limb and we were able to become digital nomads for six months living in New York City. Las Vegas, Nevada, Houston, Texas, and Tulum, Mexico, or Tulum, Mexico, however you say it. Uh, but most of all, I was able to truly transform the bodies, minds, and lives of dozens of men and women that trusted myself and my wife and our company to get them to their goals. Uh, and I truly, one million percent believe that none of this happens. Absolutely none of this happens if I had not gone back into that gym three weeks after being cut by my uh, coach in high school uh, at the end of my 10th grade year and asking him for feedback. None of this would have happened. If he had, even if he hadn't said the words that the fact that he said the word discipline made me look up how to be like, I'm telling, I looked, I researched how to be more disciplined, how to be more consistent, how to make yourself work out every day, how to always be motivated. I have been studying these things since I was 14 years old. I'm now 26. I'll be 27 in uh, March of 2023. Like 
I researched how to hack my mind and how to hack my brain to become a more disciplined person, to become a person that does the things that they say they're going to do, to become a person that can self-motivate and self-inspire and get themselves up, uh, to be a person that can always push themselves and try to reach their full potential and their purpose and to step out on a limb and to try new things. Like I've trained my mind and my body for more than 13 years to get to where I am today. Uh, and if I would not have picked myself up off my college dorm room bed uh, and decided that I was tired of living a bare minimum life, I would probably still be living a bare minimum life today. Uh, and I'm thankful and happy and I'm glad that those two big things, me being cut from the basketball team and actually having the, the courage to go ask why. And then the second is being in college and seeing myself go down a bad path and having the skills and the tools already present within me to make a change. Uh, and those two things are, are what I credit for every success that I have in my life. The impact that I've been able to make on other people, the impact that I've been able to make on myself, the, the way that I've been able to inspire other people, the, the confidence I've been able to give other people, everything. Uh, because my biggest thing is I want to help people. I want guys, I want everybody. Uh, but I want guys uh, specifically to really chase their purpose, to chase their vision. And I feel the only way that you can do that is if you are the most disciplined version of yourself. To me, discipline goes hand in hand with happiness and fulfillment. If you, the, the most disciplined you ever are, the most disciplined you'll ever be will also coincide with uh, the most successful you'll ever be. I owe everything to ruthlessly chasing a more disciplined version of myself. Uh, and I want the same thing for you. I want you to experience the same thing that I've experienced by being ruthless, ruthlessly dedicated and disciplined to a process of improving my body, improving my mind, getting the woman I want, getting the career I want, building the business I want, getting clients results, living the life that I want. That's my personal story. Uh, and that's why I feel I have an elite level of discipline as a man and why when you develop an elite level of discipline, it'll change your life. It'll make you more money. It'll get you in great physical and mental shape. It'll skyrocket your confidence uh, and it'll help you build the life for yourself that you have always wanted. And the best part is I'm just getting started. So buckle up, man. We got a lot of work to do. It's time to become the most disciplined version of ourselves ever. Let's go.